On today's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, General Manager Nick Casario is waiting to announce any decisions regarding the future of David Cully. How does that affect Cully and the Houston Texans? And how can the Houston Texans boost their coaching staff for the 2022-23 season? We got thoughts on that, but first... You are Locked On Texans. Your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texas podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are free and available on all major podcasting platforms. This podcast is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all of the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over competition throughout this year's playoffs. You guys know me. I'm John Hickman. Of course, I'm joined. I'm joined by none other than Cody Davis, here to talk the Houston Texans. And there is a lot going on around <laughs> the NFL, right? Brian Flores, his departure or firing, rather, from the Miami Dolphins. Will they pursue Deshaun? Will they look another way? However, when I look at the Houston Texans, I think their number one discussion and topic we should have right now, Cody, is the future of David Cully. Right now, Nick Sirio has already mentioned that, in his own words, they are going to wait to address the media and any announcing announcements, excuse me, regarding David Cully's future as the Houston Texans head coach. David Cully sounded like he was very excited for the future. He sounded, mm. you know, it kind of sounded like he was ready to, for the next step. However, there is a lot of uncertainty surrounding whether or not he will be back for next year. Whether it's unfair or not, we will discuss it. Cody, what's going on with the situation? Well, look, as we all know, yesterday on Monday was Black Monday in the NFL, and I believe there was a total of four or five coaches who um, received a pink slip to let them know that they are no longer coaching that particular team. And as we talked about on Sunday, David Cully's future as the head coach of the Houston Texans is in question. However, Nobody knows where the Texans stand with whether or not they're going to bring back David Cully because Jeremy Flower of ESPN reported on yesterday that the Houston Texans are actually going to take their time to make a decision on whether or not not only are they going to bring back David Cully as the head coach, but they're actually going to take their time and evaluate the, enti the entire football operations, which means there is a possibility we can see more changes beyond who's going to be calling the shots on the sideline for 2022. And John, when I hear that, I want to say that I agree with that statement. I agree that the Houston Texans are actually taking their time, whether or not they keep David Cully or not, because one thing I don't want the Texans to do is to jump into a situation and you look at the David Cully, David Cully situation and you say to yourself, why did this guy have to lose his job? job? Because, John, you know me. Every time we talk about whether or not David Cully is going to be here for the 2022 season, one of the main things that I always talk about is how are the Texans 
how they're going to view this upcoming season. Like I said on yesterday, and I'm going to repeat it again today. If they're going to view the 2022 season as another rebuilding year, another year where you are still laying the foundation of how you want your team to move forward, then you have to keep David Cully on the roster. And not only that, I think that's also going to benefit guys like Davis Mills, Nico Collins, uh, Brevin Jordan, you know, all these young guys that we have sung praises throughout the season, that's also going to benefit them because that's going to give them another year of developing under a guy that they love and a guy that they actually respect. But, and I hate to say this, if the goal for the 2022 season, if Nick Casario thinks because of the development he's seen in these young guys, especially in Davis Mills, if there is a situation where he can, where he say, you know what, I want to be a little bit more competitive, I want to go from winning four games to let's say eight or nine games, then I would say you move on from David Cully because look, David Cully is a nice guy. I do believe David Cully has done a really good job as a head coach here for the Houston Texans in 2021. I don't care about their four and 13 record. When you take a look at everything this man has been through ever since he was hired from the Deshaun Watson nonsense to the Jack Easterby to him not being in a position to hire his own coaching staff to all of the questionable decisions that this organization kind of made seem like it was his idea. But at the end of the day, we find out it was guys like Nick Asirio and Romeo Canale still on the headset. They was the ones actually calling the shots. Once again, for this guy to actually go out there and coach this team to four wins in the season where nobody expected them to win not no more than one game some people thought that they was going to go 0 and 17 he did a good job in that in that standpoint but if they want to get competitive if they want to get to that next level sooner than rather than later i would say depart from here now before i give the floor over to you i do want to mention this Remember yesterday, John, when I said it didn't make sense that last week we was getting reports and we was getting information that the Texans was leading heavily, that the Texans were leaning towards keeping Cully. Then all of a sudden we started hearing rumblings that his job might be in question. What did I say on yesterday? I said something happened where the Texans actually see that they actually got a shot of bringing in a guy that they actually want on their coaching staff. And what is something that you and I talked about, I want to say a month ago around the trade deadline, the possibility of Brian Flores coming here to the city of Houston. If you don't believe me, we got the video. We got the video clip right there where you guys can actually listen to it. Something happened between last Thursday and today where Nick Casario and them are thinking to themselves, we actually have an opportunity to bring one of our guys here to be the head coach of the Houston Texans. However, I do want to warn them, it doesn't matter who they bring in or if they keep David Cully. I do not think this is going to be a team that's going to be able to win those, you know, seven to eight to nine games next season. And they're risking putting their new head coach in a position to it's not going to be a winnable situation just like we saw from David Cully last year. Well, we're looking at how this will affect David Cully, and he is getting the shorthand of the stick. This isn't far-fetched. This was a conversation that was had, and, and I think immediately prompted once he was hired, how long will he be here? And then we saw that he didn't get the opportunity to pick his own coaching staff and do things that a normal new head coach would probably do. So, that's always been the conversation. And it wouldn't shock me if Houston moved on from him. Now, what I will say is, you ever heard of CYA? Cover your 
ass. Now, who's doing that? Nick Casario. He brought him in, gave him a shot, 4-13, did things his way, was on the headset, uh, over 70-some-odd transactions. There was times where we thought that he may have been calling plays for the Houston Texans. I got it. But when you look at year one of six in a franchise that went through a lot to bring you in, right? Remember the tampering charges. Houston believes in Nick Casario and whatever his plan is, and that's totally fine. When I say cover your ass, Nick Casario is out there looking just like you said. Okay. Now, I'm a Patriot guy. You guys may even hate to hear this or even hate to hear his name like he's Voldemort or something from Harry Potter. Jack Easterby is a Patriot guy. They have experienced six titles under the New England Patriots, and they know how to win a certain way. Whatever that way may be, six championships, you know how to win something. Brian Flores is a guy that was just fired who I think I have my own personal thoughts on that, but he was unjustly fired. And you keep a general manager that was more than inept at his job, can't save, can't draft a tackle to save your life, right? And then you drafted Tua Tagovailoa over Justin Herbert. However, that's what he's going to do. He's going to look at and see, yeah, he may be a nice guy, David Cully. He may be a guy that the players, some players may like. Remember, there was frustrations with the players during a certain point throughout the year with David Cully. So he may be a likable guy. He may be a guy that sometimes we may not understand or whatever's going on behind the scenes, some things we may not be able to talk about here on the show, but I got to do what's best for me. Y'all got y'all, y'all on TikTok, right? And y'all may see this new trend where it was uh, Cookie Lion from, um, you know, the show with her. Well, Empire, Empire. Right? Empire. And I, I got to put me first. I got to put me first, Lucius. I got to put me first. Nick Casario is looking at David Cullen, and he's saying, I got to put me first. And I think that's fair. And taking your time is 100% fair. I don't think people should be mad at it. I, I haven't really seen too many people upset about it. But if you can find a candidate that you wholeheartedly believe in so much, they're going to buy into your program, but you're also going to buy into what they want for this coaching staff or this or this roster or this franchise, then I think you make that move. And in his first year, David Cullen's going to get another job if he wants to coach again at some level with his college or NFL as a coordinator or a position coach. He's going to be able to get another job. But when you are looking for a head coach and you're a franchise that is trying to totally revamp and reshape everything that you have going on. You're going to need a leader of men that knows his direction and that you're going to allow to follow his direction in his own way without getting in his own way unless it calls for it. However, I want to tell you guys about TurboTax. Some people think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes. But for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. TurboTax Live experts are ready to help you with your unique tax situation, find every deduction, and get you the best tax outcome. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Again, visit TurboTax.com to learn more. On the other side of the break, who should the Houston Texans bring in that can bring a big boost to this coaching staff and what they really want to do at running back? Welcome back, Locked On Texan fans. And remember, we are free and available on all major podcasting platforms. 
John, listeners, viewers, before we move on and start talking about, you know, offensive coordinator and my God, they cannot possibly let Pip Hamilton walk out that door and go to another team. But before we start talking about all that, John, I understand everything that you said about Nick Casario covering his behind and all this other stuff. But I am dying to know what in the hell went on last season that got them to in this situation to begin with? Because when I when I revisit this head, the head coaching hire from last year, and I was talking to Brandon K. Scott about this after we did our um, player exit interviews with the Texans on yesterday. We stood out there in the, in the parking lot with, with Big Sars talking for about a couple of minutes. And we just all want to know, what led to the Texans getting themselves in, t- in this position? Because look, John, last year, the miss of their coaching hires, they was tied to Eric Bieniemy, Matt Everfluss, Rob Asala, and Jim Caldwell. Now, three of those four people that I just named would have been a really good choice for the Houston Texans. And I believe two of those, Matt and Eric Bieniemy, was on Deshaun Watson's list. How in the hell they go from those candidates to all of a sudden uh, you, you get David Cully, a guy that nobody even knew his name until we got that notifica- notification <laughs> from Adam Scheffner saying right. that the Houston Texans have hired. It just doesn't make sense. And uh, I, I just don't understand the, 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 the well, this whole weird situation. Well, I'll say this. Given everything we know now, Given the 18 settlements, given the lawsuits, given everything that we found out about Deshaun Watson, who had just signed that contract extension, you mentioned six those two guys, ago. Matt, right, six, Matt, Matt Eberfluss, excuse me, and Eric Bieniemy. They were high on his radar. However, are you in a position to make calls and moves right now? But it's not were. even it's it's not well, even the Deshaun Watson factor. It's just well, getting also, that competent head coach. I would also continue with again, man. Like the Houston Texans were willing at one point to face charges to bring in Nick Casario. <laughs> so they drunk as Kool Aid. They believe in whatever he's preaching. Could be right, could be wrong. We have six years to find out. He's going to go out and take the time to find the guy that he wants. That guy wasn't on the market last year. Whoever it was, whoever he felt like was the right guy that can come in and do things the way that he wants it done as a head coach, it wasn't on the market. And I'd also say when you look at the uh, the uh, head coaches that interviewed for last year's job, who's to say that their interview, excuse me here, who's to say that their interview with the franchise was displeasing for them. Like it, maybe they walked out of that interview and maybe thought to themselves, this is not something I want to get myself into. I don't want to come into this franchise where the head, the I'm sorry, the, the quarterback doesn't want to play here. I also have knowledge about what's going on with this quarterback situation. That could affect this team, which will affect me and, my, and ultimately my job and what I can do here. I'm also going to have to deal with other things behind the scenes whether it be this general manager that I may or may not get along with, whether it may be a Jack Easterby that I may or may not get along with, who has been a polarizing figure for this franchise in the past two seasons at the time. And maybe this is just not for me. It's not going to work out. And they looked at that situation and said, I'm going to walk away. 
And then you look at Nick Casario and he, okay, well, I got to find somebody to be head coach this year. Let me go get somebody who at least I know will do things how I want it to be done. I, but, I, you know, I have a theory that eventually we're going to get a 30 for 30 style documentary or a book maybe or a, a very important article about the 2019 till whenever the 2021 Texas, the past two to three years of this franchise. I think this needs to be documented uh, and explained to some degree on what happened with this team. You know, David Culley is one aspect of this. And, of course, you know, it doesn't matter if they keep David Culley or not. We're going to see a lot of changes changes on this coaching staff. And I think the one change that everybody wants to see is Tim Kelly gone as the offensive coordinator. We all would like to see Pep Hamilton be elevated as this team's offensive coordinator. But now he is getting interest from other teams around the league i believe if i'm not mistaken the carolina panthers have yes. requested an interview in order to see if they could get him on his staff and i don't care if david cully is here or not it's going to be a big mistake if the texans let pep hamilton walk out the door off of 610 and kirby especially considering yes davis mills has shown some promise but you got to keep this quarterback guru around in order to make sure that he continues to develop plain and simple yeah i would 100 agree with you before i talk about pip hamilton and then move on i do want to say again we we've sung his praises but lovey smith did an amazing job with turning this defense around 2020 only three interceptions, nine total takeaways, and a negative nine in the turnover dif- differential. The 2021 Texan defense, 17 interceptions, 25 total takeaways, plus three in the turnover dif- differential cat- category. So I think he did a great job. And I also want to give kudos to Lonnie Johnson, who in the last couple of games at playing cornerback has only allowed six receptions for a total of 51 yards and zero touchdowns. Guys, that guy needs to come back next year and play some football for the Houston Texans. Now, when I look at Pep Hamilton, and he's another guy, well, okay, what are you guys going to do for me? What have you done for me lately? I can tell you what I've done for you lately, right? The same thing I I could I could have told the, the Chargers what I did for them lately before I left them. I, I, I made your quarterback job a whole lot easier. And I think the job that he's done with Davis Mills has been even more stellar considering he's not a first-round quarterback. Maybe had first-round talent, but let's face it, didn't go in the first round due to playing time and injuries and whatever that happened in college. And in the last several games, specifically at home, look at his production after I had time to work with him. If I'm the Carolina Panthers or if I'm any other team that may bring in a young quarterback for this following upcoming year or has a young quarterback or a quarterback they may need retooling and some help, i.e. Sam Darnold. We don't know how long they're going to stick it out with him. I'm looking at the Houston Texans, and I'm looking at Pep Hamilton. Now, for Houston, the decision may be easy. Do I keep him and elevate him? Or when we do get a new coach, whenever this is announced, whether or not David Cully is going to come back or not, and I do think if Cully comes back, it makes more sense for the Houston Texans to elevate Pep Hamilton because a new head coach may have his own total plan, then if, if I'm not a part of that plan where I want to be and I'm not elevated, then, uh, well, I got my bags packed and I'm ready to go. This is an easy decision for me. 
Now I want to transition over to the other, not other side of the ball, but another position, and that's the running back group, Cody. Danny Barrett, for me, he had a very good year in 2019 with Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, right? We gave him his praises for the job that he did because he did a very good job. However, I'm looking at the Detroit Lions. They just let go of Anthony Lynn. And if I'm the Houston Texans, and I'm just throwing this name out there because, let's face it, Houston needs help with this running back group. I'm calling up Anthony Lynn, who's had experience as a head coach. was underwhelming. He has experience as a head coach. I'm not, I'm not calling for him to be a head coach. But he has experience as a head coach, just like Levy Smith. He has experience as a coordinator, right? Just like Levy Smith. And he has the bulk of his experience as a running back coach. And I'm going to be, I'm going to give you guys some numbers with the Jacksonville Jaguars during the years of 2003, 2004, that Jacksonville Jaguar team rushed for over 3,900 yards with the Cowboys 05, 06, 3,800 yards with the Browns 07, 08, 3,500 yards. And I want to say those were 700 yards more compared to the follow, I mean, to the previous couple of years. And from 2009 to 2013, when Anthony Lynn as the running back coach for the New York Jets, their running game produced an NFL-leading 137 yards per game. The Texans' last two years under Danny Barrett, 2,800 yards, uh, which wouldn't <clears throat> top any of those. And I'm 100% on the train of moving on from Danny Barrett. I'm telling you why. I'm staying fresh, <clears throat> excuse me, because I'm on a sense of I'm going to we're going to start fresh. We're going to start over. Let's do it all the way. Let's scrap it down. Right. Getting a younger and more explosive back. I like the idea of adding Lynn, who son coached for Houston for a couple of seasons. So, you know, there is probably some communication and, and relationship there. But I like the idea of bringing Lynn in with talent and with his experience. If we're going to retool everything, let's not play around with it. Spend the money, bring in guys that knows what the hell they're doing. I, I just don't know if getting rid of, getting rid of Danny Barry is going to revamp and help the, the this backfield. Because, John, you just mentioned it. I mean, Danny Barry was the running back coach in 2019. Carlos Hyde rushed for over 1,000. And Duke Johnson was a dual threat running back. So that lets you know that it's not the head coach problem. I mean, not the running back coach problem. It's a talent problem because Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde, both of those guys are a damn better running back than David Johnson. I'm even going to throw Rex Burkhead name in there, a guy that they just gave an extension to. Um, Philip Lindsay, a guy who spent half the season here. Who else <laughs> I'm missing in this backfield? Like, until they revamp and bring some talent in that backfield. And I understand that's what you are looking at as well, but it's not going to help. If you had Anthony Lynn, if you had Vince Lombardi, if you had Bill Belichick, name any coach you want. The results of the backfield was going to be the same because they're just no, there isn't no talent back there. Yeah, well, I mean, here's my stance. Get younger. Get more explosive. Get a... Get a get a more proven vet back there. I mean, early in the season, we talked about at least I did bringing in maybe looking at Tony Michelle or Marlon Mack, bringing in a veteran running back who has some good experience that can get you some of those tough yards. But I still think, just like I did last year, Houston should target a running back in this year's draft. 
I'm just looking at if you want this team to be the best version of itself, then you go out and get the best versions of these position coaches. I would also look in the future, and I can't wait to talk about it, maybe moving on from Robert Prince as well. We can save that for another discussion and dialogue. But, you know, Anthony Lynn is a, is a coach that has proven to be very good in this league as a running back coach. And we look at Levy Smith, that we've praised him. We've also talked about several times on this show his head coaching experience. Anthony Lynn also has the same experience and has a winning record. Listen up, Texan fans. My name is John Hickman. You guys know me. That's Cody Davis, right? And we're here to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cent cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college. There's a lot of ways you can make some money this year. We're looking at all the edges, right? You want the edge for the games going into the playoffs so you can make some extra money on the side. You can do that with online gambling. Com and thank Online Gambling for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't already know, Online Gambling is the website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. Online Gambling gives you, the gambler, the edge by providing the best and most trusted and accurate experience online all day, every day, inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make emotional decisions with your hand and your hard-earned dollars, okay? Make informed decisions, smart decisions with the information sourced by experts. Be sure to consult onlinegambling.com before placing your bets. Thanks for making the Locked on Texans your first listen every day. Be sure to continue to check us out throughout the week as we talk about the beginning of this chaotic offseason for the Houston Texans and changes and things that they should keep for this upcoming year. Now make your second listen to Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and it's available on all platforms. Guys, I got to tell you right now, we are recording this at the time of the national championship game, you guys got to be out your mind if you didn't think this was on the TV. By the way, Evan Neal did have a very solid game against the Georgia front as some dogs, man. But I had to contain myself when Bryce Young threw that interception and they ran it back and it dawned on me, Kirby Smart finally beat Nick Saban. And then the best way he could possibly do it in the national championship game, you got a real, really feels you know good for Kirby Smart beating somebody who Nick Saban called the most loyal and best uh, coach that was on his coaching staff that he's ever had. Before we get out of here today, Cody, Stephen Ross, hey, who are you trying to fool, Stephen Ross? If you guys hadn't heard, the, uh, the Dolphins owner Stephen Ross said that they will not, he will not pursue. 
Deshaun Watson, rather. And that will be up to the next head coach. Uh, is, is anybody buying that at all? Cody, are you buying that, that you guys, up a few days ago, the reports came out that you were really trying to make sure that Deshaun got those cases settled, and he did. At least, I think it was that, like three or four left. And now all of a sudden, now that Brian Flores is out the door, and there's also that report that, excuse me, Brian Flores and Tua and upper management didn't get along towards the end of the year, whatever that BS is. You guys believe that Stephen Ross is no longer, look at Cody's face, no longer trying to uh, get Deshaun Watson down there in Miami? Let, ooh, me, ooh, ooh, ooh. let me put this in the most simple way as possible. Hell no! John, first off, fans, listeners, viewers, John, Brian Flores firing to me was the nail in the coffin that it is his primary goal to get the Sean Watson to Miami. Because when you go back to the trade deadline and throughout the whole entire season, and maybe Brian Flores was just saying this because there was still a possibility that they might not get to Sean, and you don't want to alienate Tua, especially considering that Tua's in the building now and Deshaun Watson's not, and he was struggling at the time. And, of course, you want to show support to your, to the players or put at least put on a front for your players. Brian Flores was not in all to get to Sean Watson. Would he accept the Sean? Yes. But he was not dying to get to Sean Watson inside the building in Miami. It was the team's owner. It was the team owner that came out. Well, he didn't really come out and say it, but there was reports that came out, and I can confirm this as well, that if the Sean Watson, A, didn't have his legal troubles going on at the time, or B, had his legal troubles settled, Deshaun would have been a Miami Dolphin, what was it, two months ago during the NFL trade deadline. It's that plain and simple. Brian Flores basically wanted to ride out the year and ride out the rest of his coaching tenure, and ironically he did, with Tua. And even if Brian Flores come to Houston, do not expect all of a sudden Deshaun Watson say, hey, uh, Flores is in Houston. All of a sudden, I want to be in Houston. No, that is not the case because, once again, Brian Flores did not want Deshaun Watson as much. And, and then to, to cap everything off, it's not Brian Flores that Deshaun Watson wanted. He loves the city of Miami, I've been told, and he just wants to spend his career in Miami. So this dream scenario that everybody has, oh, my God, Flores coming here, that means Deshaun is going to stay. It's not happening. I saw and, those tweets. You know, man. I'm in the streets, and I was thinking to myself, why would Brian Flo? And it would make sense. No, let me let me let me clarify something. It would make sense, and I think if Houston can get an opportunity to get their New England guy, let's face it, because mm-hmm. we've heard we've heard the the Josh McDaniels, and now that Brian Flores has been fired, it would make sense, and I would totally take Brian Flores over David Cully, no much how much of a good guy I think he is. If Brian Flores does come to Houston, that gives, in my eyes, that gives Houston more of a reason to move on from Deshaun Watson as fast as possible, in mm-hmm. my in my eyes. And, uh, you know, a lot of these things we may not know behind the scenes what's going on. I will say this. It was 
totally unfair for Brian Flores to be fired. Uh, Brian Flores in the last 10 years had more seasons over, I'm sorry, in the last three years, had more seasons over 500 than the Dolphins had in the last decade. Brian Flores has experienced a GM who cannot draft an offensive line to save his life. Brian Flores, like I mentioned earlier, drafted his GM drafted Tua Tagovailoa over Justin Heber, Herbert. Brian Flores has also had to deal with how many different OCs in Miami, and in the last two years, this man wins you 19 games. So with that, that alone, was inexcusable for me. I think the Dolphins, as much as we thought the Texans were a joke. Over the past 10 months, the Texans joke meter in my eyes has slowly declined. Things that people are still mad about or calling them a joke for are totally irrelevant. Now, when we look at the Dolphins, things that people should be mad about and talking about are very relevant as of right now, January 10th, 11th. By the time you guys hit this show, it's irrelevant. The Dolphins are a joke, and I'm happy that Brian Flores is no longer subjected to that. Because he was a better coach and a better man than what they deserve. That's just my last two cents on that situation. And from everything that you say on the reason why it was unfair for Brian Flores to lose his job, the one thing that he did not want is to have Deshaun Watson as his quarterback. What's the one thing Miami Dolphins want? Deshaun Watson, Watson as their quarterback. quarterback. And nobody's know. believing anything else, Stephen Ross. Guys, make sure you follow <laughs> us at, on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. Make sure you get those subscribers up. And to my boy, Chris Shaw, and everybody else, I hope I sound better. I got a new mic. I told y'all I would. I finally got it. But thank you guys for supporting us. Follow me on Twitter. You see it down below at John underscore Hickman 12. I'm in training all week, so I'm not on the floor where I would usually be. I have more access to my phone. Guys, tweet me every day. Whatever your silly questions, serious questions that don't matter, music, football, Texans, I'll be accepting it all. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, especially if we don't have any breaking news, peace. Hey, Stephen Ross, we don't believe you. You need more people.